0: One, two, three, listen. Hey everybody and welcome to Ask Dr. Gans the Podcast. Stress, everybody has it, everybody's got it, but how do we deal with it? How do we eliminate the bad stuff, and how can we use stress to actually reboot or reconfigure in a positive manner for success at every level? Well, joining us is Dr. Gans Ferentz. My name is Bryn Griffiths. I'm your host today. How are you doing? I'm great. Okay, today we're talking about something. uh, This is another topic that I'm fascinated by. It's your brain and your private jet. And I'm thinking, okay, I believe I have a brain. I know I do not have a private jet. This is uh, something I stumbled across in Chapter 2 of your book, The Me Factor. Where do we start with this one?
1: <laughs> well, you know, we we talked before about uh, an order, order's manual and kind of understanding how we work and how your equipment works, right? Right. So the private jet is basically the analogy that makes sense to me to, that, to, to help me understand how my brain works or how your brain works, right? Because. If, if, we don't, if we don't really understand how things work, then we're never going to use what we have appropriately, and we're always going to be frustrated, right? So one of the things that I used to really get upset about um, is that uh, you know, I, I would say, okay, this is what I want. I want to change this behavior. I want to live this way. I want to be this kind of person. And you know, I'd read a book, or I'd talk to my psychologist. I'd have a plan. I'd be ready, and I'd start working on it. And then I, before I know it, I drift back, right? And one of the things that used to really bother me is I used to have a, like a really, really bad temper, just really bad. And, and I wanted to, to deal with it. And so, um, you know, I'd make the plans, I'd do all sorts of stuff, but you know what? Uh, somebody says the wrong thing, you start to feel the blood go in, right? You get pissed off and then the mouth starts, right? And, I, you know, I'm... <laughs> I mean, I know, I know. You don't know what I'm talking about, Brandon. Oh,
0: yeah. I in I got to tell you right now, like, in, in from age 15 right through to 20, mm-hmm. I also had like that snap temper. Ugh. I don't know how
1: I was able to retrain myself, but I'm now about as calm as they get. Yeah, I I had to work at it. I remember one time I was, in, I think it was grade seven, and I almost went across the desk of my principal. Right? And it's like he said, "Okay, no, I never days, did that." So was like... <laughs> <laughs> it was not good so anyway yeah you know, I like the guy too it wasn't even like we were fighting necessarily who just said something to piss me off but um yeah. so anyway the, the 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 fact is that it, it, you can think of your brain like a private jet so here's the deal though this is a super advanced private jet with all the latest uh you know AI on it okay, okay. so this jet you don't have to actually fly it it comes pre-programmed. What you do need to do, you just get on, you can do whatever, and it will take off and it'll land, it'll set the course, it'll do everything all by itself. You can fly it. You can go into the cockpit, you can grab the stick, you can fly it wherever you need to go, and it will land, it will do what you tell it to do. But the thing is, it's always going to revert back to its original programming. OK, the default, the default programming, right? So whatever destinations, whatever, pro, whatever the flight plan that was set back in the factory, that's where it's going to go. So every time you got to go pee or if you sneeze or whatever, it's going to readjust and go back onto the to uh, where, where it normally goes. Right. OK. So now the issue is that most people don't understand this. And so they're constantly frustrated, right? Because they try, they, f- they think they're going to put in all this willpower and fly their jet or move their life in the direction they want. And it works for a while as long as you're paying attention. But as soon as you're sick or you, you know, you, you're tired or whatever happens, you will revert back to your default setting. And for most people, their default setting is the most dysfunctional part of whatever the behavior is, right? and so the idea is that in, instead of trying to control things in the moment when when the you know whatever issue is coming up that you want to change right you actually work at things before so the analogy is you're programming the jet before you take off so really it's working on things so you change the actual programming, so your default setting now changes, as opposed to always trying to fight with the stick in the moment, okay? So in real life, what this boils down to is, for me, dealing with my anger problem. Instead of trying to have willpower to say, I shouldn't be angry in the moment. Okay, I gotta like, oh no, I'm gonna count to 10, or I'm gonna bite my tongue, or I'm gonna walk away, I'm gonna do deep breathing. All those things are good, you know, as emergency measures. But what I found was it was far better for me to actually work on myself when I wasn't angry and actually start building in joy, building in calm, starting to think about things in a more calm way, practice meditation, talk to my psychologist more. One of the tools I use often, I even used it today, was writing in my journal. When I do all these things that seem kind of unconnected to you know, my explosive anger, what I find is generally I'm calmer and generally I'm kinder, I'm more patient. And so then when that same situation comes up again, my default setting is different now. My default setting is to calm now. Right. And so it's lots easier for me to actually listen to somebody or ask them why they feel this way or what that comment was really about, as opposed to trying to drag them across the desk. Change is hard for a lot of people.
0: And and when I think back to where I was and that, uh, it was bad. And, mm-hmm. it, and a lot of times it was something that somebody else did. Oh yeah. That set me off. And and I remember my dad pulling me aside and said, look, why don't you just worry about the stuff that you control and just let a little more of that roll off of you. But for the life of me, I still can't, I, I don't know how I did
1: it. I don't know how I changed, but I guess for some people it's organic and in other ways you got to work at it. Well, you got to work at it. I think, and you know, for some of us, it might've been, and you may not remember this, but it might've been hitting the wall enough times where it sure. wasn't working. Yeah. And so, you know, sort of like, the universe kind of trained you into something different. Right. But it's interesting. You said that, you know, a lot of times it's something somebody else said. Right. And for a lot of people, particularly dealing with anger or frustration or whatever, a lot of times there's built up anger. Right. It's like, you know, for me, I had this nice, healthy reservoir of anger that I could tap into at any time. And it was funny. Um, I, I, you know, I, I thought of myself as a pacifist. I want to be really kind, really gentle and so I remember I was in university, University of Alberta, and I would, you know, I'd I'd have this kind of vacant smile on my face. I'd be walking around. I'd try to be smiling at people and trying to be calm and stuff. And my friends used to laugh at me because as I was walking around, I'm smiling my hands are balled up into fists and <laughs> <laughs> like your your face says something, but yeah. your body is saying something else. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah. And, and we did, and this is what I mean by working at the the actual programming because my program was still, you know, pissed off. But you know, I was trying to make nice in the moment, right? Or grab the stick and fly it to somewhere else. But I guess it's it helpful too when
0: the right people are kind of just steering you a little bit, right?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. And if you know, if I didn't have my psychologists uh, plural that I've worked with <laughs> over the years, I don't know if I'd still be here. To tell you the truth.
0: This is Ask Doctor Gans, the podcast. We're talking about stresses we do every week. You can check us out on Facebook too. Check out Ask Doctor Gans, and that's Ask. That one's pretty easy to spell. Doctor, don't spell it out full. It's D-R and then GANZ, G-A-N-Z or Z for our friends in the U.S. Okay, so a lot of people would be taking a look and they're wondering, okay, so am I weak? Am I stupid? Am I slack? People obviously take a look at the fact that they can't, they don't think they can control themselves, but- I guess, is it a good idea to maybe put, put yourself into one of those categories or just try to shake no. it off?
1: No, no. Listen, uh, we're all works in progress. And that's that's the bottom line. And and if we if we can give ourselves, cut ourselves some slack, we're going to do a lot better. One of the things that really helps us make change is accepting where we are right now. Uh, I, I've done this for years and years. And I've seen my clients do it over the, whatever, 25 plus years I've been doing this. Um we have these expectations for ourselves and we want to do better. And, and when we don't do it perfectly or, you know, we slip up even when we have do, been doing it for a while, there's this just cascade of crap that we pour on ourselves and just beat ourselves up. Well, it's, it's actually counterproductive. It's far better to just accept that, you know what, I made a slip up and I'm going to get up and do it again. I'm going to start again. Right? Cause particularly when you're dealing with a bad habit, what happens is this, We we, we tend to um, practice these habits in order to help us deal with stress and, you know, feeling bad or guilt or, you know, any of those sort of negative, what we call negative emotions. Right. When we have a, a slip up or when we have a hard time. If we're then adding guilt or shame or frustration or judgment to it, well, guess what? We're feeling crappy. And what do we do when we feel crappy? We go back to what we know, which is usually the dysfunctional thing we're trying to change, right? So it's this, it's this vicious cycle that we have that we, you know, uh, we're, we're trying to do better, but we, by, by the efforts we're putting in, we're actually doing worse. And we're actually setting, us up, setting ourselves up for the big fall the next time. So it's far better to cut through that, break that cycle and just say, you know what, right now, this is what I'm doing. This, you know, I messed up and I'm trying to make this change. You know, I will look at where I'm successful and I will celebrate that. But when I fall, I'm not going to, I'm not going to beat myself up.
0: I know some people who maybe five years ago had an episode happen and they just continue to let it roll over the five years. And you want to say, look, that was five years ago. Mm To me, it's all about what are you going to do from today forward. Yep. But that's that's the way I kind of was brought up through my twenties.
1: But what do you tell somebody who's just hanging on to stuff like that? Well, we do have to we do have to like be able to let go, right? And and forgiveness is one of those things that I think is extremely powerful. Forgiveness of other people, but even more important is forgiveness of ourselves, right? If we can understand that we are works in progress and we can let ourselves off the hook for this, the, the, the thing we messed up like five years ago, yeah, it's going to be lots easier for us to also let go of what, you know, Jane did or John did five years ago that's still pissing me off, right? Because, you know, when we, when we stick with that stuff, we're actually it's like taking all of our power and handing it over to this imaginary person because right. the person's not even there anymore. They, they Like literally, I've heard of this where people have actually died, but people are actually still holding on to this grudge or are still upset about this. And you're, you're literally giving your power away to this other person because they're controlling your day, your life, your decisions, your health, right? Um, so when we can actually forgive and say, you know what, that, that is whatever. Whatever they were going through at the time, I'm going to let that go. Now I'm free, so forgiveness is really for me, so I can move forward. But what if it's them and not somebody else? What if What if it's you? You mean like like you?
0: Maybe you 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 look back at your life a while ago and you think to yourself, "Man, I could have changed the world back then." Sure, but we're not living in the world back then. We're living in the world now.
1: You gotta You gotta be aware of where you are. It's again where acceptance comes in, right? Yeah. And so you know, one person, (laughs) I think it was Eckhart Tolle that said, uh, "You know, if you're stuck in the mud." the worst thing you can do is curse the fact that you're stuck in the mud like so how's that going to help you yeah it's like you just accept oh okay i'm stuck in the mud all right now that i know where i am now where do i want to go right um we ask we ask these questions why couldn't i have well if only this had happened or whatever Maybe we don't know. Right. (laughs) But, but the, the truth is what is a better question to ask? A better question to ask is where do I want to go now? What do I want to do now? And how do I get there? That's a far better question. And then that gets you unstuck. You have to first accept that you're stuck though. You have to first accept that. You know what? Yeah, my life doesn't look like what it wanted, what I wanted it to look like at this time in my life. Okay. And you know, I would even say, give yourself permission to grieve that loss because it's the loss of the idea that I should have been here by now. Right. Right. But you know, grieve it, cry about it, you know, write in your journal, talk to a friend, whatever you need to do to process that, have a little funeral for your your dreams if you want. (laughs) Um, but then once that's done, okay, what's next move forward. So starting at this point now, where do I want to go from here? Where do I want to adjust? So we started this podcast off talking about the the private jet and the autopilot. Yeah. So here's where you redo your flight plan. Okay. Right? So okay, so now I'm off course. How do I adjust and how do I get to back back to where I want to go? And my plane will will take me there if I know where where it is I need to go now. This is ask
0: Dr. Gans, the podcast. We're talking about stress. You can check us out online at askdrgans.com. And also you can check us out on Twitter. Here's the handle. It's at askdrgans. That's DR for Doctor. Is uh you must hear this a lot. Some people just are are the type that would self sabotage everything. They don't know how to they know that they can they have to reprogram the jet, so to speak, mm-hmm. but for some reason they get, you know, into the jet and all of a sudden it just goes in another direction. How how do you change that?
1: Yeah. Well, it, it, I think it's not really self sabotage They're not really trying to mess themselves up. Right. Uh, but they, in most cases it's really not understanding how they get to where they're going. They, they don't really see either like, uh, an unconscious belief they hold or, you know, uh, for example, um, I, uh, <laughs> because when I was younger, I was, you know, people would bully me and, you know, I was the one black kid in the school. So there was all this attention and it wasn't always positive. It was mostly negative at the time. Right. And so, you know, as I grew up, there was a a tendency for me to look for racism around every corner under every rock. Right. I was walking with this chip on my shoulder and that was a, that was a, a, a deeply held belief, but I wasn't always aware of it. Okay. Another one for me was, um, the, the sense of abandonment, right? There was all sorts of issues with my dad growing up. And so when I, um, when I got into relationships, I would automatically assume somebody was going to leave because this is what was going to happen. Right. And so a lot of times we have these, these unconscious beliefs that run the show and that's where the self sabotage comes in or what looks like self sabotage. We're not trying to mess ourselves up, but these things are running the show, and when we try to address them without really knowing they're there, we try to, okay, well, don't leave me, so I'm going to make sure you're really comfortable. Or if you're not talking to I'm going to, you know, hey, are we okay? Are we okay? What's going on? Are you, what's going on? You're really quiet, right? And so the very, the very uh, act that I use to try to solve the problem actually creates the problem because, you know, that's pretty annoying, right? And yes. Just, <laughs> no. Okay, leave me alone. Leave me alone. I can't take this anymore. You're too needy.
0: So we're talking about not giving your power away. Yes. So how much power when I retake it and I have it and I'm controlling it, how much power do
1: I actually need? <laughs> you, you need all your power, okay? So your power is uh, basically the idea that you get to run your life. No one else gets to run your life. No one else gets to define that life for you. So, you know, if you realize that it's whatever you do has to work for you personally, it doesn't have to work for your parents, doesn't have to work for the community you grew up in or your, you know, your um, culture or your religion or whatever, it really has to work for you. That is where true power lies. We think we have control over a lot of stuff that's outside of ourselves, right? But that's, that's, that's a fallacy. That's, that's, a, that's a mirage. We do have a ton of power ourselves in terms of how we think, how we feel, that sort of thing. It takes work. It takes practice, just like anything else. But when you recognize that, that's where the actual power is. And when you have that, then you are in charge of your life. And I, I'm in the 25 plus years of doing this, I have, uh, I, I can't think of a time when I felt in control of my life and I felt that I was going in the direction that I was calling right, where I felt anxious and depressed, right? And I haven't really run into anybody who was in charge of their lives and felt that that was also complaining about being anxious and depressed, right? So it's one of those really very, um, very powerful things to help you manage your stress is to be autonomous and go in the direction that makes sense for you. And it's and that's the only person who needs to um, be happy with it, you and you know, that's it. Wow.
0: Okay. <laughs> Listen, thanks. This has been great today. Hey, before we wrap things up for another week here, uh, a shout out to a few of the places that are already kind of catching up to us. Uh, taking a look at some of the analytics here, we're, we're uh, there's people in the U.S. picking us up all across Canada, which is great. Saw Scotland <laughs> on there the other day and one in Nigeria. So, obviously, one in Nigeria. I don't know who that one person is, but I think it's outstanding that people are uh, are wanting to learn a little bit more about stress and how they can handle it and
1: how they Absolutely. can control it. Absolutely, the more people that are feeling good in their lives, the better the world's gonna be and they're gonna, you know, that, that, that self-care, the thing that they're learning about themselves, that's gonna help them to create positive ripples in their circles, right? And everybody around them is gonna be benefiting because of what they're doing, what they're learning.
0: We're also starting to get some great questions and we're gonna start to address those next week but some of the questions that we're getting, we could do episodes on. Oh, yeah. it's, it's fascinating stuff. Love it. And just keep them coming. All you have to do is drop us a note on our website, askdrgans.com and uh, post a quick note below the podcast. There's a little comment section there. If you love the show, please tell us. And if you'd like to suggest maybe a different type of topic, stress related, then tell us and we'll see what we can do. Absolutely. And tell your friends. Absolutely. Yeah, very, very important. Once again, check out the website, AskDrGans.com, and take a look at all the features on there, too. There's, uh, of course, the Me Factor book, which uh, I'm about halfway through it. I wish I was a faster reader, but I'm picking my way through it, and I love it. There's cool stuff to buy. Information on seminars and how you can tune in. And the other thing, too, and this is huge, you like to public speak. I do. So if you're interested in getting Dr. Gans maybe to come out to your event and do a little public speaking, just drop him a note. It's as simple as that. Thanks for your time today.
1: Hey, always a pleasure,
0: Bryn. And we'll talk again next week. I'm Bryn Griffiths. Thanks for listening. Tell your friends, have a great day, and we are back next week, okay? One, two, three, listen.